their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Cliff, and the West Coast Ambassador, Chris Williams. Fellas, what's good? Not a damn thing. Plenty of things are good. Not the Redskins, though. <laughs> no, no, nothing Redskins involved, but yes. Yeah, that, that's oh, kind of where we're in. people so emotional. <laughs> I, I just, I don't I'm understand emotional. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. What did people expect to happen yesterday? Oh, I got what I expected. I think we all did. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone had any illusions about what yesterday was going to be. Yesterday was, yesterday was the crystallization of the crap that we knew this team kind of was. Even if we convinced ourselves for a week here and a week there at a time that maybe we weren't a garbage team, but we are a garbage. No, completely disagree. I just completely disagree. This game is not a reflection on this team at all because this game has no stakes, man. Like, listen, I watch the I watch the Premier League, Paul, as Paul knows. All right, mm-hmm. there comes a point in the season in European soccer where there are some teams that are competing for Champions League and trying to win a title. There are some teams that are trying to fight to not get relegated, and then there are teams in the middle, right? Who have, yeah. they're not going, they're not going to win the title. They're not going to the Champions League. They're not going to pl- be playing in Europe the following year. And they're not getting relegated. And you know what happens to those teams? They generally spend the rest of their season, unless they're playing against each other, playing against teams that are trying to win the title or teams that are trying not to get relegated. And they catch L's. Cliff, you know I why? absolutely, I, I absolutely realize why there's, or that there was no stakes in the game yesterday for the team as a unit, as a collective. That's fine. But there are individual players, many of which who are trying to make a lot of money, some more than others. They still have to put things on film. They still have to go out there and perform. I, I just, I won't no, I accept that, like, oh, well, the game, no, you know, no, no. the season's over, so no, let's you, just mail it no, in. Like, because it takes, it's not mail it in. If you are competing against other another, we have been in the situation last couple of years. We have played late in the season versus teams that have nothing to play for while we had something to play for. And unless we played like complete trash, those games were blowouts. Right? Like the Panthers game last year? No. They were playing for nothing and we were playing for something? We played like complete trash. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we, we did. We played, um, we played the Bills. Yeah, yeah the Bills 2015. The Bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we blew them out here. Out. Because if you come out sharp, you got nothing to worry about because this team isn't going to really fight you that much. This is a team that's outside of your conference. They don't give a damn if you make the playoffs or not. It'd be another thing if you were play, you're playing in a division in this situation and we got just like, we just no-showed a division game. We're playing a team outside of our conference. Okay, that team showed up to play. We got nothing to play for. They're trying to make the playoffs. As a collective team, you might get your ass kicked in these situations. I don't think it's a reflection oh. on your season. Okay. I just, need, I just don't. It doesn't need to be a reflection I, on your season per se. But what are you going to say? 
if you're, say, Coach Gruden or, say, you're Kirk Cousins or any of these guys who are looking for contracts, when you present your resume come January, February, and you said you had a point to a game like, yeah, well, I played like shit. What oh, play for? Dude, no one's paying you based off of this week 14 game, man. Like, we need to be real about this. Cliff, nah. you can say that. You can say that. Yes, but I'm, I'm telling that. you right now, if we finish 6 and 10, there is a difference. When you're talking about money and you're talking about extensions and you're talking about just overall narrative, the over-hyper-reactive nature of football, football front offices, and the way that fans process and talk about the games, there is a big difference between 6 and 10 and 8 and 8. There just Why is. People- now, there isn't. There isn't for the overall, like, or is this team going to win a Super Bowl? Then the difference is none. But when we're talking about cats getting paid and the narrative that surrounds that, six and ten Boom. is absolutely give me, different. Give me than some eight players. Eight. Give me some players who their you think their salary is going to be impacted by a six and ten season. One, you are assuming that we, this means anything about these next three games. I think that's the false part of the, all of this discussion that I've heard the last twenty four hours. This has nothing to do with these next three games because the next three games are nothing like the game you had to play yesterday. Nothing like it. Correct? I agree. I okay. agree with that. Yeah. Okay, but Cliff, I agree with that. Uh, Cliff, I'm not oh, bringing we, we, have, we have two home games, right? And one game in New York. Yeah. We are not flying 3,000 miles after your season's just been ended. Correct? Yeah. You got your ass whooping now. It would say a lot more if you went out here and got your ass whooped next Sunday. And you just said, well, F it. That would say something. It's in play. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely in play. You have like, this team is, is above no, it's not, us. No, it's not that I it's above. By, by I am saying to you, why should I care about the results of games that don't matter? This might as well be August to me. These okay, games but, don't mean Cliff, anything. Cliff, you're, you're looking at W's and L's like that's the, the, the only underlying factor. Look at the past 24 hours in the city. You got people Oof. pointing fingers. Right, you got people course. coming out listless. You got the head coach coming out and saying that I regress as a head coach. You know what? I stand for Jay Gruden a lot. I think he can call a hell of a game. He can call a hell of an offense. And year one here, he went 3-13. I don't hold against him. The past two years, getting the playoffs once. The other time you didn't get in because of some bullshit that Kurt was doing versus the Giants. Now you're in year four. He's got his contract. He's regressed as the head coach. Oh, please. As far you as actually I, believe I, that. No, because as soon as you say that, your ass can go. Your ass can get, get up guys, out of here. Why you, do you people focus so much on what these people say after Fs? It's, it's, I have never it's, not even, it's not even about what he said. No, it's clear listen, that he's regressed listen, as the head coach. No, he is not. No, he's not. You, you know what's happening on mm. team? It's not. No, I'm not. See, this is the problem that comes in NFL seasons, man. Our season is over. You are playing for nothing, right? Yeah, agreed. People are very disappointed about how this season has gone, okay? It has been a season where it, it started out, it looked like it was promising, and it unfortunately ended far before anyone wanted it to end, frankly. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, but Clip, this, this, are this gonna, is not no, like... But Paul, Paul no, but Clip, people no, are going to say shit. I think it's the part you don't get. This is when players say stuff, coaches say stuff that is not, it's not consequential to me. I bet if we went through every single team in the league in these situations, people say shit. That's oh, fair. That's fair. That but, you, but you act that like. That doesn't mean anything. Cliff, it doesn't. Cliff, you act as if because they're saying it, there's no merit to what they're saying. Just because. I don't think there is. Five and eight. And they have to say, well, we're not prepared, yada, yada, yada. Well, maybe it's true. Maybe they aren't prepared. No, dude, I don't really put much stock into what is said 
by teams that are con- incredibly disappointed with their season ending because their season is de facto over. I remember when the Wizards lost to the Celtics, right, at the end of that series. All the things the players said, multiple players talking about how disappointed they were in their roles, how they were being used. That's how people feel when shit ends. People break up in relationships. How do they talk about the relationship the day after they broke up? They're generally pretty sour about it. Because people are upset and disappointed by the fact that it's over. And you still got to play these games. None but, of this crap would have started if Swearinger did not make that comment, which we will get to. Because yeah, but, he should not have said that. But Cliff, see, th- this ain't college. This ain't, I have a 45 in Algebra 101, so I might as well just skip the damn final and take the L. These dudes are playing for contracts. <laughs> these, these dudes are trying to get paid. Are they? Hey, no, they, they are trying to get paid. There's 20 guys in this co- on this team right now right. who are in the last year of the deal. Again. Gruden, you think that Gruden can't get fired? You've said you said on this Again. podcast before. You said to us in private before. If they come out these last month of the season and start getting their ass whooped, he might be gone. And you know what? The past two weeks, that's exactly what the fuck has happened. No, no. See, these games in the next three have nothing to do with each other. I, I can't repeat that any more than I already Cliff, have. I understand they what really you're saying. I understand what you're saying. As far as, you know, the Chargers in a position where they, they need to win, they need to handle business, they're in a playoff hunt, they're in a division hunt. I get all that. And you're and, and you're also saying, like, yo, the Cardinals, Broncos, and Giants do not fit that description. Agreed. However, to be as strident as you are, that there's no chance that we can catch an ass That's not what I said. the next three That's weeks. That's not what I said. I mean, bruh. That's not what I'm saying. After back-to-back 24-point losses, one of which was while the Cowboys might be playing for something, they're not realistically, but while they might be playing for something, they had just played three straight weeks of garbage. One. With their best player missing, and we got blown out by 24. At no point did I say that we can't get blown out. I am saying the reaction to this loss is the most annoying thing about our fan base. See, again, that's why you – but, Cliff, this is why I use the word crystallization. My reaction to the loss yesterday was not, oh, my gosh, this is a referendum on the entire season. It was more the punctuation mark. For me. Thank you. It's not that I thought, it's not that I thought like, man, we should have competed better against this Chargers team. This Chargers team's way better than we are. Mm-hmm. We, I thought we were going to get smacked up. We got are smacked they way up. Better mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't know if they're way better than us. I just know. If you want to play the hypothetical, it's not a we're hypothetical. not injured game. If you want to play that, no, okay, maybe. I'm not even playing that game. Yo, our fan base really has not been in this circumstance too often. They really haven't. I think that's really the disconnect here. We are I think not we, used I, to I, this. I, I disagree. We I disagree. Really aren't. We are not we, used to this scenario. We, 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 have been, we have been in this scenario. No, we have been eliminated. Every year, every year since 2008, we have been in this scenario except three times. 12, 15, 16. No, no, no. So we seven have, of the last no, ten, that's we've been in this in scenario. That's no, no, no. No, 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 no. That's us missing the playoffs. No, 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 Cliff. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. In 08, 09, 10, 11, we were done at this point in the season. Not even trying to make the playoffs. We were done. 12, we had a miracle. 13, done. 14, done. 15 and 16, we were in, this, we were in, a, in a decent position. So three of the last 10 years, no, no, no. we've been in position. What I'm saying, Chris. No, I know what you're saying. You're no, trying you're, to say, no, like, yo, we're either, no. you know, we're like in limbo no. land. No, around that's the not what I'm saying. Like, I am nah. saying that generally when we have stunk, we have stunk from start to finish. There has generally been no point in most of those seasons with the exception of the year that we started well with Zorn. 
Uh, yeah, right? oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. With the exception of that year, generally, we have just been crap all year. Because we've just we just been a bad team. From game one to game 16, crap. Five wins, six wins. And, you have, and you've literally been a six-win team from kickoff of the season. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference in that than being actually genuinely in a playoff race or feeling like you are up until week 13. And then that's when your season ends. And now you still got a month more of this crap. There is a difference. Mm. Okay, okay. We, see, we see these teams get blown up and it doesn't mean anything. But there's also so one, guys, there's also another fact clip that you're just not speaking on right now. And this is one we've talked about a lot on this podcast. And it's the, the direction of this team. If there was a direction of this team and they started out hot like we did this season, and then you get banged up and they end up going seven and nine or six to ten or some bullshit. That's one thing. But you're also what is it, the direction of this team? Can somebody please tell me what's, what that what's is? the, ide- what's the are, identity are, of this team? They what's have the no identity. identity guys, I don't understand whatsoever. what you mean by the direction of this team. Every year we go into the offseason with more questions than answers. And this offseason is gonna be no different. There are gonna be a ton of questions this offseason. There's gonna be one question. There's one question about this team. You guys know what the hell that question is. All right. When I mean, you don't make the playoffs, this shit sucks, especially if your team actually thought they were going to make it. It is clear that team believed that their season was going to end better than this. Yes, agreed. So people are going to say stuff. Like, that's just the real, man. Yeah, people are going to be emotional after, you know, when re- re- reality sets in. Right. And reality st- set in yesterday for the Realistically, for reality should have set in after the Saints game because for all intents and purposes, we were damn near done after that. No, we were damn near done, but it's one of those, like, you beat the Cowboys, then it's like, oh, if we beat the Chargers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you've yeah. made this kind yeah. of run before. Yeah. You know? The all right, ca- so- you, like I said, going into the pod, we had played three games in 12 days, man. And now your season's over. And your, t- your team is completely beat up after these three games in 12 days. Cliff, you know what it, it is, too, man. You know, your season's done. I, I, I don't... A lot of people can take L's, man. A lot of people can take L's. Especially if you cheer for this team, you have to be conditioned to take an L. But it's when you lose in the manner with which we've won in rapid succession. Okay? We've had the skin since the skins of hired Gruden. They've taken an L of 24 or more six times. Three of them were in year one in 2014, once in 2015, none last year, none this year, until the last two weeks. Right. So when you, when you get punched twice, one of which by your most hated rival, mm. I'm sorry, you're going to have people in their feelings. Like, that's, that's, that's just natural. Right. I and, get and, that. No, and I, that's I, the I thing I said that, about guys. the directions. Cliff, let me ask you a question. Let's, let's put you in the shoes right now of Bruce Allen or Jake Green, whatever. When Ooh, Daniel I'm, Snyder, I'm when Daniel Snyder <laughs> sits you down in his office, down in Ashburn on New Year's Day and ask you why you should keep your job, what are you going to tell him? Oh, we were wait, injured. What's my, what's, oh, the, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 These no. games don't matter? No. What you, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What kind of question is this when I'm on the stand, man? <laughs> you can't ask me five questions. <laughs> what am I going to tell him? Look, you have to look at the season in its entirety. Period. You cannot look at the season from, oh, well, look at our last four games. Yo, the truth is our team's been banged up. Our team is not ready to compete for a championship yet. All right? we It so happened to be that we ended up playing all these good teams. 
in our conference. We did not expect that going into the year. Mr. Mr. Allen, uh, I have a question for you, Mr. Allen. <laughs> I, I read uh, 50 Good Blog all the time, and I Shout listen to your podcast. That's and great. they told me that, you know, I listen to, there's, there's this one correspondent they have, this dude, Cliff. He's kind of a hater, but sometimes he <laughs> likes to, you know, make some points. And one time in the podcast, he told me that injuries and schedules that's just excuses, and he doesn't want to hear that. So well, I ask Mr. you, Snyder, Mr. Bruden, why should I? Why question. should I? Why does that apply to you? Wait. Well, first of all, Dan, can you allow me to finish my sentences? <laughs> I would appreciate if I was not cut off as I tried to explain to you why I try to keep my job. It sounds yeah, like you're going to fire me anyways. Snyder, he's going to hit you with the Mr. Burns and get the hounds. <laughs> Frankly, it sounds like you're about to fire me anyways if you're going to be cutting me off when I try to answer questions. <laughs> we'll cut you off like Six Flags. Now, now go ahead Look, and answer. <laughs> Look, we're seven and nine, which is which is what I said. What did I say after our Eagles game? We're probably going to go seven and nine. Didn't isn't that what I said, Paul? That is what you said. We're going to go seven and nine. We're seven and nineteen. Okay. We need out more pieces. Okay. We have had an unfortunate season. It did not turn out the way we expected it to. The the truth is, we are both not good enough yet. And we were also completely unlucky this year. That these are both of these can be true. We can both be not that good and incredibly unlucky. We just happen to be both. This is one of those years. We're just both of these. Not only did we end up playing this incredible NFC schedule, we ended up having all these injuries. One or if you switch one or the other, who knows how our season goes. But the truth is, we end up with both two things that were not under, under our control. It's unfortunate. You want to fire me? Feel free to direct deposit all <laughs> of the rest of my three years, and I will gladly leave. I'll go. I'll go back to the AFL. Frankly. He's he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna uh, get on the plane with Roger Goodell and be on his way. Listen, the Valor the Valor might need a coach. I'll go coach hey. them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe their quarterback won't be scared to uh, throw in the small windows. I just I don't get how it can be. You know, people talking about injuries and schedule, and then we get blown up with the Chargers, and it's who should be fired. It's like people. We are we are basically a one game, two game under five hundred team. Unfortunately, NFL, you only get to go two games under five hundred. That's what we are. That's probably what we're gonna end up being. Cliff, you can understand how on the day now, you know, what, what do we have a, you know, 0.1% playoff chance before yesterday, but you can understand how the day after we are officially eliminated from the playoffs, the people are going to be a little doom and gloom. Yeah. Cause they're lame ass fans. <laughs> Damn. It's all that. Like straight up, <laughs> straight up, straight up. What do they want out of the rest? This is my question to you guys. What do you want out of the rest of the season? Knowing that it means nothing. The same thing I want every week of every year for my team to not look like just a piss poor bunch of sisters of the poor coming out there just going through the motions. You got to compete, bro. I don't care about injuries. I don't care what your record is or what time of year it is. You got to compete every single week. The Thanks, past B-Mitch. two weeks they haven't competed at all. Thank you, B. Mitch. They competed the first Dallas. I don't know what Dallas game you saw. I'm B. Mitch now? Jeez. Listen, you, you turned the ball over three times. Like this happens. But it's, the it's, truth it's is, the Dallas only, game is not only the, just the, the unlucky bounces. How many no, no, times, it was, how many times this year bounces. have me and you been watching the TV 
and a dumbass penalty happens or taking a delay game, and you're like, what the hell is Gruden doing? No, I first of all, you know damn well, I have never once said, what the hell is Gruden doing? Because unlike most people, I don't blame coaches when my team looks like crap. You know who I blame? Players. Because I don't so see what how accountability a, does no, Gruden because, have. No, because I don't see how a coach can get a team. What can a coach really say to players during a week like this leading up to this game? What? What can he tell them? You think he didn't tell them their assignments? So who Where is he on? saying they didn't? Oh, That's yeah, the thing. Oh, really? Because he blew an assignment. See, this is what I'm saying about that swearinger crap. <laughs> because when you say that, the problem is when you make the, and I said this to you guys right after the game was over, when you make that kind of comment, because that's the crap people say when they get blown out. Oh, we didn't practice well. That's not the only time we've heard him say that. He basically says that any time we lose badly, that we didn't practice that well. This just seems like something he says. When you say that, people start asking questions, looking to see who they can blame for why you didn't practice that hard, even though it might not even be true. And the fact is you blew an assignment too, Swearinger. So what the hell are you talking about? Cliff, I actually agree with that. One of my least favorite things in the world is just dumb narratives that arrive that cannot be proven any other way except when the team loses. Right. I.e., this team has bad chemistry. Right. They could be the same player, same coach, same everything. If they win, it's good chemistry. If they lose, it's bad right. chemistry. Same team, same personality, same everything. Like there aren't bad that. teams out here getting along. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're, 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 the, we're the five and 11 teams that have great chemistry. How can we never hear yeah. about that? I just think that's something Swearinger says. It's the same thing he said when they lost to the Vikings. Okay, but there's also a difference between hearing what DJ Swearinger has to say about the team not being prepared and actually looking with your own two good eyes and saying, hey, this team looks unprepared. Like, they look he's unprepared? saying it, and we also all agree they, they look, look unprepared. How many times season have you said it? I've said a bunch. Like you Pat- think they looked unprepared yesterday? I don't know. I don't know that they looked unprepared. They just didn't look good. And I already knew you, they weren't good. That's why got, I wasn't really mad at to yesterday. Me, this is another week. Just because you said the Vikings game, they didn't look prepared. They didn't. I just see you getting no, I just saw you get torched. We just got outplayed. Like that's listen, well, no, the Vikings, it's not getting listen. outplayed. How, okay. Getting outplayed is one thing, but how many times did Diggs and Thielen get loose in the secondary? Like Yo, there, there has to be a breakdown of communication. They get that loose from? on everybody. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they do that to everybody nonsense. though. They're, they're too Paul. Uh, Paul, in that in game, game versus the Vikings, we were leading that game. Okay, Remember? the Cowboys game that people say we didn't show up for. That game, there was no point score till like early in the second quarter. In a game that it looked, we were outplaying them in until we started giving the ball away. Like, this you didn't man. show up. It, you it, didn't play hard. That stuff is narrative nonsense. It, it, okay, it might be narrative nonsense, but you know what me, in, in my personal opinion, yes, you, they didn't score any points in the first quarter and a half of that game, but you still got blown up by 24 points. Somebody's head needs to – I'm not saying somebody's head needs to roll, damn, but there's the accountability. Damn, you shit. sound like Dan Snyder. You sound like early Snyder, where every loss there needs to be someone held accountable. Who's responsible for this? Look, you know what happened yesterday to us? A, a damn Hall of Famer came out here trying to get his team to the playoffs, and he lit that ass up. Well, first off, first off, off. Well, first off, what? Actually, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to go into the Phil Rivers getting the gold jacket. Argument no, no, here. We, no. We have fish to fry on here. No, listen, no. Whether you think he's Hall of Famer or not, this is a Hall of Fame level quarterback. Okay. Rivers is a Hall enough. of Famer in my personal okay. record. If there can be a discussion about whether you should be in the Hall of Fame, that means you've had a, you're a damn good player. 
And Rivers is yes. a damn good player, and he lit that ass up. Yes. That's just the real. I don't even care if we were eight and four going in this game. There was a chance that Philip Rivers was gonna light your ass up. That's fair. All right, fair enough. There's I mean, one, there's one, the there's, there's one major difference though. If we were eight and four, we the three of us would have been at that game. Agree. Very true. Agree. The only, you, you know what? <laughs> the, the, what can, see, I don't get as concerned when you get lit up by a top quarterback throwing to an All Pro wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? I get more concerned when you score six points on offense. If you guys had mentioned, because no one ever says your offense looks unprepared, we only hear that defense looks unprepared. Oh, well, I, well, I well, the offense. <laughs> see, that's that's another thing is that I, the offense did score six points yesterday, and they looked bad for I would say three weeks in a row now, three games in a row, I should say. But mm-hmm. we we all know why the offense has looked like some shit. Why? Yes, it's banged up, but also. A certain $30 million quarterback also hasn't played well. But that's neither here nor there. And this is what I'm saying. Why isn't that a big... I would be more concerned because listen, the la- like the Cowboys game we got ran on, right? We did. I, I think Too everybody like, that's yeah. very obvious. They ran on us. Mm-hmm. They didn't start running on us until they got ahead second half, which is exactly what we couldn't have happened. The game script of that game went literally in the one way we couldn't have it go. And then it went Correct. that way. Correct. Drew Brees lit us up. Mm-hmm. For He didn't light us up till five minutes left in the game. Before yep. then, we've been controlling him. You guys would agree? Absolutely. I agree. But the six minutes does come into it comes into conversation. No, no, no. no. You, 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 but you, you can't, you can't oh sit there and God. say, oh, they had Gruden Paul. was a great coach for 57 minutes and bad. Paul, no, I was not eliminating collapse. it. I was not eliminating it, Paul. Right. My point is, there are weeks where you give up points. This is the, how the league works. Ain't no, nobody's out here saying that the, the Eagles have some great defense after yesterday. They gave up 30, what did they give up, 35 in a win? 34. Or 34. Yeah. 34, right? Well, yeah, but nobody's, nobody's saying that the Eagles don't have a great defense. Yes, they got a little by no, no, the no, top no, offense no, in the no. NFL, though. But if there is no reason as to why every time you give up 30 points, you should lose the game. I mean... <laughs> They, there you, isn't. you can only find a handful of teams that can consistently win giving up 30 points. Right. I'm but not saying it doesn't win, happen. But I'm we can't even that. win one of those. No, we're, we're 0-7 this year when giving up 30. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. We can't even win yeah. one of those. <laughs> I mean, have, we won any, have we I won any of those? We can no, win 7 times this season? No, nah, but some of those. We've nah, given up that, 30. That's that. That's that's kind of. Some of them are skewed, defensive touchdowns, but still. It's skewed, but some it's of those t- are, it is what it is, bro. We've no, given up the most points not, in the league. It isn't what it is. It We've is, given up the most is. points in the league. There is no way. There's no other way to say, well, yeah, but uh, kind of sort of. No, no we've is. given up the most points in the league, bro. But how that's can it, you just dismiss context? Well, we were going to put context. Take away. Okay, take away the four or five touchdowns that the offense gave away. Okay. We're still what? Instead of thirty second of the league, we're thirtieth. What? I mean, but then that's sure. sta- the number down. of points. But then that changes how many times you get up thirty. Because a couple of those times it was literally wasn't it the Chiefs game the last play of the damn game? Yeah. Take okay. Take away the, the Eagles 30 game. number. The, I don't care if you're giving up twenty nine point eight points no. per game. You're still. It's listen, very difficult to win. Listen, I don't care how good your quarterback is. Listen, it's very difficult to win if you keep giving and, up thirty. Yeah, yeah. We can say it's very difficult to win if you keep giving up thirty. But why are we only winning when we don't give up 20? You see what I'm saying? Because if you look at our season, we have only won when we don't give up points. So how are you going to get anywhere? 
Why is Case Keenum out here winning games when his team gives up 30? Anybody going to answer that? There goes Cliff trying to give Case the bag. It's not even me trying to give Case the bag. I'm just saying, (laughs) have we won a game in the last three years when we gave up 30 points? In the last three, we had to have. Although one mm. escapes my mind right now, but we we have yeah, to. I can't I can't personally think of one now. I will look it up right now. I don't think we have. We gave up thirty and still won. Yeah, mm. I don't think. How many have. points did we give up to the Bucks in twenty fifteen when we came back? I think we gave up like twenty eight. Hold on, we gave up thirty. That we, was the last. The, the, right at the number thirty one so, to thirty. So that so might have been literally the start of when the quarterback started playing well. Right. That is the last time. I mean, I think when you give up 30 points like we did yesterday and our offense gets toasted like that, sorry, our defense gets toasted like that and your offense doesn't contribute anything other than some turnovers or a turnover, sorry. Why is the discussion solely on the defense? This isn't like when Brady, the beginning of the year, his team was giving up 35, but they were scoring 30. So then it's like, when's your defense going to get together? Our offense has gone 20-14-6. This means next week we're going to score negative four versus the Cardinals. (laughs) (laughs) We might. So I think the larger discussion, I'm not going to get all riled up about this Chargers game. I am more concerned that I actually thought this would be when our offense put up at least – Stat n- numbers and games that didn't matter, and they can't even do that. I know, you know, for all the the crap that I give Kirk Hive about stat padding, Kirk's not even really doing that lately. No, he's I mean, not. Right? He's, this is not the last three weeks since the Saints game. He's just been pedestrian at best, right? Or bad at worst. I yeah, I would I would say bad, man. I mean, even the Giants game, he wasn't that good. No, oh, yeah, I thought Giants game first half, he was awful. Yeah, second half he made it. He made a couple good throws. Right, made a couple good throws. Out. Second half, first half he was awful. I think it's part. I know we were talking about the direction of the team, but there's like a larger question: Is this quarterback a leader? Because we've had flat performances from our offense. Cliff, I Arguably, think some people would answer weeks. that. I think some people would answer that question with Kirk. Can Kirk be a leader? Is less important than can the head coach be the leader? See, I see. I don't think it's fair. To, I don't think we would do this with any other team where we thought the quarterback was a key ingredient to why they win, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we would be like we expect quarterbacks to be leaders. That is part of the job record, the job description mm-hmm. when they're supposed to be good, right? It cannot solely be on the coach to have your offense sharp when your coach is not in that huddle. I don't think at least. No, I mean, yeah. But I'm just I, I'm I'm simply providing answers yeah, no, that no, many I, will would ask me yeah. back. Right. But I would say, look, I'm I have little reason to believe that Jay Gruden is coaching any less than he was before. Right? I have no reason to believe that Jay Gruden is any worse a coach than he was before. I, I agree with that. I, I'm, like, I'm a big process, not results guy. So, so I, I think no Jay's probably doing the same thing he was doing when right. we, you know, after the Raiders game, and we thought that we were actually right. halfway decent this year. I have a hard time believing that he's he's made this, had this offense coming out any less prepared than they were before. So then you're putting it on a car then? 
it's, it's okay to say, yeah. No, no, it's not that I'm putting, I'm saying, I'm merely asking the question. If we are going to say, if people are going to say this quarterback can lead us to X, Y, and Z, then shouldn't he be a leader on some level? Yeah. Because I, I rarely hear him actually take responsibility in his press conferences. Well, well, well let, let, me, let me correct you on that. Rarely. He never takes responsibility. When was the last time you had Kirk go up to the mic after a game and be like, yeah, it's on me? He's never done it. I, I mean, I can remember him do, ever doing it. Well, that's because there's trash at his feet. So. Right. Right. <laughs> Son of a Right. <laughs> right. No, but right. This is all part. Like, so this is part of like a larger question. Because you scored six points on offense. Nobody Six. asked the no one asked Damn. the quarterback. Damn. You guys look flat again. What's up? That is not so I don't think that like we've all played on teams. Do, do we all really believe that on every team we've played on, whether it's deep in high school or college, that is solely on the coach to have the players ready for games? Leadership is part of that. <sighs> I mean, it's a, in in high school and college. It's more understandable than with grown professionals. Right. Than with professionals, they need to, yeah, they need right. to do it themselves. I have a hard time believing that professional coaches. They're like I've I watch the NBA nightly, as you guys know. There are teams I see that come out there late in the season, not prepared for games, solely because the players don't care. Because these coaches bust their ass. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I need a press pass to one of these. Post game pressers with Kirk. I need to be like, hey, this is Paul Williams from Fifty Gut Blog. Nice to meet you. Hey, Kirk. Uh, you care to comment on? You've been playing like shit the past couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts? But no, because you never give him. He never gives any kind of responsibility for playing like garbage. And honestly, it's like, who's gonna ask him the tough questions? Somebody needs to put this man on the spot and be like, listen, Kirk, mm. you're playing like garbage. Explain yourself. <laughs> Damn, for real. No, I, I think because I think we like we we've talked about this before. Like we went into the season thinking that the offense was not going to be our main concern. Agreed. Yeah, well, we were worried about the defense, and that has proven to be a correct worry. But that's yeah. that's one of the reasons why I opened the show by talking about Coach Green's regression. It's one thing to be five and eight. There's one thing to come out hot, get banged up, and then the coach to say. We've regressed because the offense has regressed. The defense has regressed. The special teams is still bad. It's like, what are you doing? No, I, know, no, so, I know it's not all, all on Gruden. It can't all be on Gruden. No, I, I don't. I, this, this is, I know Chris is going to be like, well, what responsibility do you give the coach? I don't put any of this on him. See, it can't be that. I don't. It, it can't be I mean, it can't be zero. Here's why. Okay, well, zeros, obviously. I don't put enough on it on him to for it to actually matter. Right. Uh, okay. Your offense, if we are to believe that the quarterback is of a certain level, then when your offense stinks and your quarterback has stunk, that is on the quarterback. It wouldn't be like that anywhere else. Yeah. Cl- Cliff, let me ask you this question. When you see, a, uh, I don't know if you saw Gruden's presser today, but they asked him uh, why after the, you know, we were. And where were we, I forget where we were down, 23 or 20, whatever we were down. After the Breland pick six, oh, yeah. he elected to kick. Oh, it was 30. Yeah, it was 30-12. 30-12. Right, yeah. right. Like Why he elected to kick left. the extra point. It wasn't a minute 30 left. Yeah, it was. When Breland took the pick six? 
It might have been like around like I think a couple minutes. It, it could have been more than like a few. Like I want to say it was like the six minute mark. Hang on, let me, it, it might have been like like five or six minutes for real. Uh, I don't two, think it was two and a half. Two thirty six. Two thirty six. The game is over. Essentially, I wish the Saints had thought that way. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, please, please. <laughs> I mean. So when Got you it. tell me, okay, all right, well, no, oh, let me ask on. you, Cliff. The question Chris. is this. The question is this. If you don't believe Gruden is responsible for damn near anything, is he responsible for that? Is this under the auspices of Gruden's responsibility? What did you, you wanted him to go for two? Yeah, I wanted him to go for two. Yes, absolutely. For, like, okay. To, get within, for... to get within two touchdowns. Well, that that's the assumption you get it. That's the assumption you get it, of course, obviously. Right, and if you don't you get, get it, it, then okay. Then you okay. kick it away, the game's over. But <laughs> if you do get it, you onside kick, and you – man, I've watched the Chargers – bro, I've watched the Chargers lose a game in victory formation. Phil <laughs> fumbled the snap. The Chiefs picked it up and went and kicked the field goal and won the game. I've so seen that. I've you, witnessed that. You are upset that Gruder knocked over his queen. Oh, sorry, his king. Not, up, not upset. Not upset. I'm asking the question, does this, does this thing, what falls under his responsibility? Because it's not leadership. It's not play calling. No, no. It's not anything. What, uh, is, what does he control? Well, wait, 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 what wait, is wait. his purpose? See, let's not take me out of context here, Fox News. Because I, I see what you're doing. Damn! Because <laughs> 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 now you're trying to say I say nothing is under his responsibility. I never said that. <laughs> See, that's, see, you're not going to fool me here, Chris. <laughs> I see what you tried to do. And you don't even deny that you tried to do it. It's not no, 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 there's a purpose. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, like, it's 30 to 12. There's two and a half minutes left. This game is over. I, okay, it ha- the Saints came back. The Saints didn't kick a single onside kick in their comeback. I mean, we had three, we had three timeouts. You know, two minute warning, Chris. This game, yeah, but oh, Cliff, I, I think I yo, feel our special teams. I, I get good. what you're saying, Cliff. Yeah, I understand. The game is 99.9% over. Yes, you're not gonna come back, but you have to at least appear to give a damn by going for two and make it a two score really? game. If you don't get it, you don't get it. You're not coming back oh. anyway, but you can't go there and say, okay, we're down, we're down 18 points. Let me kick this extra point. You got to go for two there, guys. Basically, you wanted him to go for two. For you, yes, do it for me <laughs> and do it for the team, man. Right? Look, if you if it's like if it's like you said, and these dudes are still preparing and putting their bodies on the line, and they had to work all week, fly across the country three thousand miles in their private jet, more comfortable than my bed, but whatever, they had to fly across. It's not the country. more comfortable than your bed. That's actually fly scientifically across, not proven. They, I just they had to fly <laughs> across. <laughs> Unless you put your bed thousands of feet in the air, it would nothing. It'd be nothing like your bed. I just Cliff, want you to know Cliff, that you listen, Cliff, all right, Cliff, <laughs> not a science guy. Listen to me. Listen, <laughs> to, what, listen, to, what, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what I'm telling you. Man is not meant to actually fly. Here so is what I'm telling you. Your bed would be the same as a private jet. That's just not. Cliff, unless the private jet's on the runway, it's just not. Here good. is what I'm telling you, bro. Those dudes, I have to believe, regardless as to whether Swearinger thought they knew all the plays, I have to believe that they busted their ass and prepared to play a football game on Sunday, which I have to assume that they wanted very much to win, regardless as to whether that we actually had playoff aspirations that were realistic. They still put in the work to win the game. So if you have an opportunity, I don't give a damn if it's 0.001% opportunity to win the game more by going for two, you go for two. That's it. Rant over. You know, I bet if we looked it up, that if we converted a two point conversion, I would I'd have to imagine we're probably at like 
99. The Chargers are probably at 99% win probability. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Probably at 99.5. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You convert Cliff, we weren't going to win the game if we if okay. we went for two. Right. I'm not. That's not what I'm proposing. It made you feel better. It would. I think it would have been. A, a, I think it was a disservice to the team. They bust their ass all week to play that game. That's to the say thing. we're going to wave the white flag at two minutes and thirty six. I think right. That's the thing. It's not even the fact okay. that the team wasn't First coming back. It was the fact that you. It's like well, we're just we quit. Oh, we quit, here. guys. Yeah, we guys, quit, guys. I think once Kellen Clemens is driving on you. That you have waved the white flag as well. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> I just want to point Damn. that out. Speaking of putting I bodies think, in the line, I think when I think when Philip Rivers is pulled from the game and Kellen Clemens is in driving on your team, you have officially, as a team, decided we are done with this. Week. Bro, they pulled Phil with like fourteen minutes to go in the right in the game. I was, I was like, like, damn, get your old hey. ass in the crowd chamber and, and ice up, son. Jeez. I no. think everybody established at that moment this one is over. Rap City. Yeah. You know, I, I did not go to the game. I know we've discussed on earlier podcasts that we had we had uh, you know illusions of grandeur earlier in the year. Yo, we're gonna go to LA and watch this Chargers game. It's gonna be meaningful in December, sunny Southern California. Um I took a I did take a trip, but it was from my bed to the couch to watch hmm. this game. But what I will say is living on the West Coast, I do get, um, you know, I get easier, and print media is dead, but I do get easier access to uh, West Coast newspapers and periodicals. And I actually came across an obituary for the Washington Redskins season that they printed out here, if y'all want to hear it. I don't know if y'all want to hear it. Of course. Okay. Oh, uh, love to hear it. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, the Washington Redskins 2007 season died peacefully of natural causes at a half-full soccer stadium on December 10, 2017 in Carson, California, at the age of 13 weeks. Washington is survived by millions of delusionally loyal fans throughout Washington, D.C., the non-wire Baltimore parts of Maryland, the great <laughs> Commonwealth of Virginia, and all throughout the country. They also survived by thousands of imaginary names on a season tickets waiting list somewhere on a database in Ashburnistan. <laughs> Washington's 2017 season is preceded in death by the previous 18 seasons under the ownership of Daniel Snyder. Washington's 2017 was born on September 10th, 2017 in Landover, Maryland. The season married longtime lover, bitter loss to a division rival later that day, and the couple remained faithful for four or five occasions. Washington moved to the mediocre neighborhood of the NFC where they lived happily for three months until retiring to the doldrums of the NFC community while in hospice. Washington and spouse bitter loss welcomed many children throughout their lives. The children remembered their parents as being disappointing during big events and consistently omitting joy every seventh day. Washington was accomplished at creating widespread debates about the worth of their quarterback and often incited 280 character, 300 reply tweet chains on the subject. Washington was a caring individual who loved drama and was passionate about mediocre results. Washington was an active member of the stomach pains and vomit community and also <laughs> volunteered to provide material to help in those areas. A funeral is scheduled for January 1st, 2018 at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey with a reception to follow at the 106.7 FM and 9.80 AM radio studios. Kevin Sheehan, John Kime, Grant Paulson, and Twitter winebot at Burgundy Blog will officiate the ceremonies. All are welcome to attend and celebrate Washington's 2017's life. 
In lieu of flowers, please send clicks to 50gutblog at 50gut.com. Shout condolences out. Can be, condolences <laughs> can be expressed via snarky comments, memes, and gifts on Twitter. The family would like to thank Skins Nation for their fanhood and loyalty in these trying times. I, you know, it's crazy what you read out here, bro. These, these obituaries are wild. <laughs> Hey, I hope they give that eulogy at my funeral. That was that was sweet. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, when I die and they scatter my ashes on on the the grounds of RFK Stadium, please give me my eulogy just like that. And, and sound wow, just so, you're gonna be, you're, so you're going to scatter your ashes on a condo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this team. What what other? I can't think of any other team in my life that I cheer for. It would make me look up an obituary template and type one out about their season. That, that, I mean, that's just that's just some sort of star-crossed lover syndrome. Look, I think the larger question is where where do we even go from here? Before we go get to that, I wanted to bring up some before Chris's eulogy because we're talking about bodies on the line, and I caught a lot of flack on Twitter about this yesterday because I had made something about putting Zach Brown in dangerous way in a meaningless game. And now he's looking at what looks like it could be a ruptured Achilles tendon. Do you guys Oof. have any opinions on that? Because some people are saying he's saying he's not going to play or he's going to play. He's not going to sit out. Yada, yada, yada. He's coming up for a contract. He wants to prove he's tougher, whatever he's trying to prove. I don't know, but Man, he needs to sit down. You, uh, well, you, you, you got to, you got to take the decision out of the player's no, hands. No, 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 his no, no, his no, Achilles no. has been rickety for weeks, bro. For right. weeks. Right. And, and now he's right. out there with, with a, a torn Achilles. Like, now he's um, facing a long rehab. He might not be ready for next season. He might not even be back now. Like, it, one, to me, it makes no sense. One, we can say it makes no sense. I, I haven't looked at this contract lately. I guarantee you there's some, some level of performance bonuses in there. One. One. Whether it's snaps, like percentage of snaps in the season, so on and so forth. He's right. not making a lot of money it, this year. It could, yeah, it could be. It, it could be that. But you have to... Sometimes it's called saving a player from himself. What, like, no, no, what he do you wants mean? that no. money, but like, listen, now nah, he Paul, wants the bag, Paul. and he knows he's going to be hurt. Well, he's not the bag. Value no, is diminished. Guys, Achilles is torn. guys, guys, guys. This is the NFL, man. You do you really think that based on what we know about this league, when someone like Trent Williams is out here with basically no kneecap, mm. that anyone else is going to sit? That's just not how the league works. The expectation is that you play if you can play for damn near everyone. And if you see one of your leaders playing when they can barely walk, you aren't going to sit out. That's fine, everything. That's fine. Everything. And if you, have for, if you have snap bonuses when you are making what Zach Brown's making, you are going to try to get them this season. That's just the True. reality of it. Yeah, That's fine. These guys are, he's not making a lot of money this year. That's fine, everything. Relative, what, what are you going to say? Here? When the rest is loose to the Cardinals next week, you're five and nine, and Trent Williams has blown out his, his knee or whatever, and now he's facing a ten month rehab. What are you going to say, say? You can't make the guy sit. Yes, That's you can. You're the coach. I mean, you, you, you absolutely can't. can. No, <laughs> no. Go, can. Yeah, okay. You absolutely can. You tell me who's going to go tell Trent <laughs> you ain't playing, and then Trent's going to go, okay, coach. What are you going to do? I ain't going to do it. This is my, right. this is my question, guys. <laughs> what happens when Trey tells you no, he's playing? What are you going to say to him? I'm the coach. You sit your ass down. 
I mean, I won't tell him that, but somebody has to. I, uh, yeah, somebody's good. I'd, I'd make Callahan go tell him. Right. I'm not, I'm not telling him. <laughs> no, nah, but the, we do. We know the coaches don't tell the players that. That's just not how a football coach – like, that's not how the NFL works. If guys – the expectation is that you play when you have injuries, generally speaking. That's just how it is. You know, I will say that your your man, no fault of his own Gruden, um, he did say when they asked him about the two-point thing that, you know, they had already had injuries and he didn't think that, you know, at that point in the game that it was worth extending the game. So if you want to say, like, it's not a big deal, he's going for self-preservation. Uh, That's a, okay. You know what? That's a great response by the coach. Yeah, I like man. I like Gruden. Don't don't get me wrong here. I'm just not of the opinion that nothing falls under no. his. Well, I didn't say nothing. I, did. I said I hold him with no responsibility for the way our season is gone because he cannot make this. Like, if we are being honest, okay. If you believe our quarterback is what he is, we have lost a very <laughs> no. We generally have lost to good teams. Okay. Yes. There does come a point in the season. Like, if you look at when we played Kansas City, imagine if we played Kansas City now, it would be completely different. If you play Kansas City in September, as opposed to any team in the league playing them now, you aren't playing the same Chiefs team. It's the same Correct. thing with us. That's just the reality. We aren't the same team we were in September, October. We just aren't. Physically, we are not the same team. And I think that's just how the league is from year to year. Some you, it's a matter of schedule. Like if you look at who the Ravens have played this year, the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. They have played literally. If you were to rank the ten best quarterbacks in the league, I'm pretty sure the Ravens have played seven or eight of them. No, I I agree with you. But the the fact of the matter is, coaches get fired. They don't deserve to be fired every day. Like coaches get fired every day. B is, 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 is because <laughs> why he, you keep because he doesn't deserve to get fired doesn't mean he won't. I be. think the discussion over him getting fired. <laughs> and, 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 I, and but I've said this to you, Paul. When is the last time that Snyder fired a coach who was who did not deserve to be fired? If we are Marty. being honest, Marty, that was a long, was time, a long time ago. ago. Right? Yeah, okay, and, and, that, and that's fair, Cliff. And this will kind of lead us into the discussion about the direction of the franchise. But for me, it's like I look at this team where they are now, and I have no idea where they're headed. You have a general manager or team president that does absolutely nothing. You have a quarterback who. Is damn he does nothing. Uh, he ne- he picked out he picks out what color pants we wear. Right. He, so don't he, say he does nothing. He picks out the entrees at the Harvest Fest. That's what he does. If he goes five and ten next season, he's his ass is up out of here. It's right. to me. It's but like lame duck. to, to me. It's like what's more likely that this team, consisted of Gruden, Allen, and maybe Cousins, goes forward next year and does something else, or that we do a house cleaning. And I'm not just talking about calling housekeeping. I'm talking about calling FEMA in this bitch to do a full douche of this franchise. Really? <laughs> that, mean, that means that they're not going to be here until like 2019. But that's fine. <laughs> but that's fine. And they're not, they're not going to be funded either. But, <laughs> exactly. My, but my question is this. Can we realistically discuss where we go from here and what the future of the franchise is without knowing what's going to happen to Kirk? We can't. I, you, you cannot. I, we can't. So we, we, are, we, are being held, we are being held Hostage. That's what I said. There's only one question surrounding this team. What is going to happen with the quarterback? You cannot really, in good spirit, fire Jay Gruden. You can't. Not for this season. In good spirit? No. You can't. 
it, it, it couldn't happen? It, right. For but sure. I, I, no, of course it could happen. Anybody can get fired, whether justified or not justified. I really don't see the guy getting fired. Okay? I don't see Bruce Allen getting fired. So uh, I, was, I, I definitely don't for this. see oh, That's the only point of this narrow right. there. And if Bruce yeah. Allen isn't fired, Jay Gruden not getting fired, people. Like, that's just that's just not happening. Well, Cliff, let me ask you this. If we bring the band back together, do, you know, a couple of new, couple new, yeah, we're bringing the band back together, 2018, and, you know, some of the oldies, maybe a couple new stuff. What, what, what can we realistically expect from this team? Oh, no, no, no. Next year is everybody's back and the quarterback is making 30 million. Yes. You need, you either win the division if you don't win the division, you get the playoffs or people are getting fired. Yeah. Okay. Because you can't miss the playoffs three years in a row without getting fired in the NFL. So next year is is the ultimate ultimatum? Yes. But let me ask you this. I, and I have long said that. Let me ask you, you this. You have to make the playoffs next year. Let me ask you this. Okay. So if you look if, at this team right now in its entirety right now and you don't see a future I, – I mean – People are going to argue whether this team is actually good because I go back and forth on it all the time. And I honestly don't even know how many players away this team is from being good with or without Kirk coming back. If the, if the whole project looks doomed, then why not just cancel it now? Why not just snip Wait, this why is it turn over? But why is it doomed? This, again, because this team is, this would, this team is no, not this, even a little worse no, than it was last year. No, I, I would say it significantly has taken a step back. No, I, it has. I, I, I severely disagree with you. I think you are being incredibly reactionary. You're being incredibly reactionary. Because they, but they were warm up last year. Every week, the team last year looked like they're ready to go. The only games, they, right the only games they, they came out last year and right looked like shit is when the eight card looked like garbage. Let me ask you a question. Because we are, I think, the teams that are in the playoffs now, we've played everybody except for Carolina, right? Right. Yes. You put us against those six teams last year that made the playoffs. Five except for Carol uh, and Atlanta, except for now two. Well, okay, Atlanta's in there, right? Right. Then you take away, give us the same kind of scenario. That team wouldn't have had a great season either. Like, let's be real. The the difference is, we are got we got crushed the last two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Really, the season came down to five minutes in, 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 on Bourbon Street. That's really what our season came down to, right? We blew that Saints game. Mm-hmm. We blew it. That's just the flat-out truth. Everybody takes responsibility because that was a team effort when we blew that game. Yep. Straight up. Like, there was no one person to blame for how that game ended. Everyone right. was culpable. Up until that point, would you have said – if I talk to you with five minutes left in the Saints game, oh, our team is not that good compared to what? Like, we can't be this reactionary. Yeah, Cliff, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're, I hear what you're saying. But I don't think anybody, none of us three, nobody in their fan base, unless you're exa- like extremely, extremely naive, thought this team was a contender. This team's not contending for anything. So it's like, Cliff, do I, just, I see you guys going well, Why anywhere? would you blow Where it Where do up? I see you going? No. That's do I have faith, not, in, this, do I have faith is, in this group is pretty much what I'm saying. Do I have faith in Bruce all, Allen? No. Do I have faith in Kirk Cousins? No. Do I have faith in, in Jay Gruden? It's waning at this point. It's waning? Yes. Jeez, oh, Paul. Let's not be so emotional. 
Cliff, I just don't understand how the, the same excuses that you're willing to give the franchise as a whole and Jay Gruden specifically. I'm not giving excuses. Or reasons, whatever. Why would you, you blow can, it you up? Can, it doesn't make sense. Unless, so you, then consider, you, unless you consider but, Cousins going, blowing it up, then why would you blow this up? Cousins going is blowing it up. That's a, thank so. you. That's there's, no, there's, no, there's no two ways around it. No, if you let Kirk so. walk, you were blowing it up. And I'm no. not saying I'm opposed to that. I'm telling you, you were no. blowing it up. Thank uh, you. I would say, I would say that if you solely subscribe to the stupid QB model of this league, then sure. <laughs> the Ponzi scheme. I don't believe <laughs> in that. I don't think that's the sole model of team building. I don't see how in any sport one player leaving is blowing up a team. Especially if you don't think that player is that good to begin with. Well, in basketball, you can see it because it's smaller. It's five guys. Mm-hmm. Football, right, but, it's a little bit the, different. Okay, right, sure, sure. But the Pacers didn't blow their team up when Paul George left. Yeah, well, you see of course not. Yeah. It depends on your objective. Blowing it up means that you are starting from scratch. I don't think if we get rid of if Kirk Cousins leaves, this team is starting from scratch. Uh, it's not. It's not. The goal has been for the last three years to make this roster better. I believe the roster has improved between three years ago and now. Vastly. We were what four and twelve Gruden's first year, so yeah, we are. Uh, I'm not even talking about record wise. We are I mean, best. The roster itself. There was a time that if we had this many injuries, we basically would be fielding nothing out there. No, I hear what you're saying. That's what we're doing. No, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> no, but we're, Cliff, we're not fielding Cliff, nothing here's out the thing. There. Here's the thing. Let, let's just say, for absurd. example, let's say we draft Baker Mayfield. Let's say we we bring in a rookie quarterback to take snaps next year. Whether you like it or not. Kirk Cousins is likely better than any rookie quarterback you're going to draft at least for a year. So you're so talking about you're talking about next year going or going to a year where you're so probably going to win equal or less games than you're going to win this year. No, so if no. that's the why thing, why is that assumed? Why is that assumed? You because how that. often do rookie quarterbacks come in here on a roster like Boy, this? I'm not talking about Dak Prescott stepping no. into the dummy proof ready to win now Dallas Cowboys no, team. No, no, no. I'm talking about right. somebody coming to this offense. What did the Cowboys face? A shitty schedule. You can't even make that prediction about record because your record is not necessarily a reflection of whether you are good. That's the one thing people need to understand about the NFL. It's not always a reflection. If you ask the Ravens fan about their team a month ago, they thought their team was awful. Did they not? Yeah. They thought their team was terrible. Their offense still is. (laughs) I heard some Ravens fans say this is one of the worst Ravens teams they've had in years. They're going to probably make the playoffs. Well, I mean, but Cliff, we made no. we made the playoffs in 2015 with a team that I would argue wasn't that good. Of, of uh, yeah, of the playoff teams that have been in this city post Super Bowl eras, of all the playoff teams, this one was by the 15 team was by far the worst. I would argue that Not the 2016 team was better than the 2015 team. Probably was. I, I, I probably I it probably that. was. Yeah, and yeah, that's and that's my whole point. I don't know how much we can, like, obviously the goal, you want to make the playoffs. But year to year, shit is so random in this league, man, that I can't just be like, well, your team, we're going nowhere. Because then you're going to constantly be blowing things up. I mean, Cliff, you honestly, listening to what you've been saying all day, you are essentially making the argument to keep Kirk. You're not saying it, but you're saying it. No, I'm not. <laughs> you you kind of are because you're saying you're telling us that the the you know the record is not a reflection of the actual team, uh, you know you're, the 
you need to have consistency. You don't want to blow it up. I mean, what if you think that we're a better roster now than we were three years ago, and Kirk is the face of that roster, right? Wouldn't wouldn't your aren't you proposing the model is to keep the status quo and make a few additions? No. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. What are we talking like, about here? <laughs> a, a part of me wishes that we could just go do us like a regular team. I mean, I'm not even saying blow it up, but I'm saying you choose a GM or you choose whatever you want to call him. He chooses the head coach. The head cho- coach chooses the quarterback, and you start fresh from there. Because at this point, it's kind of like you're trying to not rebuild when that's really what the fuck you should be doing. But that's just me. That doesn't make any sense, Paul. <laughs> Does I mean, th- that's pretty much how every competent team is run, no? they GM picks the coach, coach picks the QB, and they move as right. a unit. That doesn't make any sense. This is not, you, you wouldn't have said this two weeks ago. Would you? Yeah, of course I would have. Why would I not have said You would have said, ago? do all of this two weeks ago. Mm, I'm, not saying, I'm not even saying that that's necessarily what I want. But what I'm saying is, what's the end game? If, if the end game next year is to compete for a wild card and maybe blow up the quarterback then, no, then what are you no. waiting on? No, 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 no. Guys, I've been over this Kirk stuff with you guys. It is not solely about the quarterback. This is how they get you people in this racket. If you let the quarterback walk, if you guys sit here and think, and you can convince me that letting him walk means our team will be worse next year than it is this year, I'm just not buying it. I'm not. Sorry. Not. It's not happening. You can improve your team, and it doesn't all revolve around your quarterback. We got five wins with him. So I ain't trying to hear that. We're five and eight, and he's here. Mm. I'm, hey, I'm not telling you you're wrong, Cliff. I'm just telling you that you're, uh, a lot of the points you're making are ex- the exact same points Kirkov would make. That I'm for keeping yeah, Kirk. No, that's all I, I'm saying. I, you're, 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 going to, you're reading the same manual. No, I've never said st- anything about status quo. Never. The roster has to improve. That's all I've been saying. I mean, but shouldn't the front office also have to improve? I mean, I, I, I don't know what Bruce Allen's approval ratings are, but I'm sure they're worse than Trump's. <laughs> I, I mean, facts are facts, no. B. No, first of all, I don't give a shit what people think about Bruce Allen. I don't. I don't. Because I don't, he, I don't because think he, he does either. No, because he's held to a completely different higher, higher standard. He's held to a standard that people didn't ever hold him a clue into. And we won't even get into that. Because when there were players that were cool and blotting that were terrible, no one blamed McLuhan. Could you imagine if we signed someone like Stephen Paye under Bruce Allen? What people would say about that kind of signing? People would rip it to shreds. There's some truth to that. Under McLuhan, who gave us nothing. And no one said a word. Well, no. I don't think nobody said a word. People were Generally, just so, so damn happy to have him here. People were kind of blinded by the fact that he was making some shitty draft picks. But I think people acknowledged that his drafts weren't that good. No, no, no. I'm Maybe Because it's not only the, the GM's responsibility isn't only drafts. He signed free agents and brought them in. Here. Free I mean, agency. Yeah, and, it's free and agency. That as well. free and that agency. as well. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He was basically given no bar. It reminded me so much of Cousins, in a sense, where if you were for it, the people that were so stridently for it basically decided, well, he's here. Who cares what the results are? 
I don't think our team revolves around Kirk Cousins. So if he's gone, then he's gone. We're five and eight. Oh, I, I, eight if I'm with you there. Yeah, well, yeah. I, that, that's not, that's not what I'm debating. You can put a better football team on this field via free agency in the draft while Kirk Cousins is also gone. So I don't consider it blowing it up. Okay, okay, then tell me, Cliff. Then, then tell me what the direction of this team is going to be then, because that's something that needs to be determined. If you're, you're going to keep status quo and keep this, what do you mean? this group together, what do you mean direction? they need to pick a direction, well, what is that question? right? That's such a broad question. What do you mean direction of team? What is every team's goal? To win a Super Bowl. Offseason. No, no. Every I mean, team's or, goal in the offseason is not well, It's to get better. Every, the goal right, is to get, to get better. better. Okay. Trying, every team's goal is to win a Super Bowl. But, yes, our team, our team goal for 2018 needs to be get better, right? Get better. Okay. No, improve the roster. The goal goal is to improve the roster, right? Mm -hmm. Our roster has holes. I have zero confidence that this team doesn't have it. This front office has no understanding of where the holes are. Because I I don't know what's giving people an indication. Last offseason, the holes that we had in our roster brought in players. Did they not? Mm -hmm. Or am I hallucinating? When we signed Terrell Pryor, Everybody thought it was a good idea. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Many people did. I did. He injures his ankle. We didn't really know about it. It doesn't work out. Zach Brown. They brought him in, right? People love Zach Brown. Mm-hmm. People love Swearinger. Yeah, mostly. Like, I don't understand all this concern about what these people are doing. I don't. The only main decision they have is the quarterback. Period. What are they going to do? If you sign him, expect to be seven on eight, eight and eight next year, unless you get lucky. That's just the reality. So, so then you're pretty much putting this all on the quarterback then. And, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Because that's honestly no, what... I'm not putting it on the quarterback in the sense that this is all his responsibility. It is that if you are to sign him, there are not that many additions that you can add to the roster that would actually make an impact. Facts, and that's just the truth. Yeah, and no, I'm, you, I'm with you. I'm you with could, you on that. And the truth is, you can counter argue me, and, and someone can counter argue me and say, "Well, if we if had Jonathan Allen and Ioannidis and Josh Norman doesn't puncture as long, we win two of the games that we lost." And I would say that's entirely possible. But even in the end, you are still scraping for a playoff spot. Well, I don't want to scrape for playoff spots anymore. Well said, man. Well so said. can you can you only not my my question is do you is there a scenario where you see keeping Kirk and building a roster that is not scraping for a playoff spot? I think if you bring Kirk back, then you are depending on the draft again. Right? Like I, yeah. I it's it's gonna be hard to f- sign major impact free agents, bring players back to, that we would like to receive. And bring back Kirk. That's just, I don't think that's really that possible. So you end up bringing damn near the same roster back with a couple minor additions. And it's possible you end up with a better record for one season. But are you only building your team for 2018? I don't think that front offices don't build their team for one year. Not good ones. <laughs> At least not the I think the thing about the Kirk decision is it's not a one year decision. Unless you frame him again. It's 
really, and even if you do, that still is not a one-year decision because it impacts the kind of players you can bring in that'll help your team not only next season but the following year. This is a long-term decision. Yeah, no, I the agree. People, the, the people that want them back, that just means that they want them back based on some fantasy numbers. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Because if we are basing quarterbacks off winning games, then there is no justification for paying the quarterback 30, 28 to 34 mil when you still aren't that good. I mean, if we're basing coaches off winning games, then there is no justification for keeping no. Gruden after. Coaches, I mean, then listen to what co- you're saying. No, Cliff. no, you are not listening to what I'm saying because coaches are not on the salary cap. My point about Kirk is not that he isn't good or that he is, isn't unproductive. It is that you have to pay him and it counts against the cap. Once they start counting salary, coaches against the salary cap, that's a completely different discussion. Right, but Cliff, if coaches don't count against the cap, then why should that's I care point. about him? If he gets canned, why do I care? I don't care if he gets paid out. What do you mean if he gets canned? Go spend, spend money on the next coach. What, what's no, the matter? No. Why, this, this is what I'm saying. It works, it works both ways. No, it doesn't. Of course there is does. nothing wrong with Kirk the player. We can win games with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback. Nothing wrong with Jay Gruden the no, coach. No, we can win games with no, Jay Gruden. These are two completely different conversations. They are. <laughs> they're really not. No, they really are. They're because, intrinsically tied. No, no, they're not because Kirk the player. It's, this is a conversation about Cousins here going forward. is not about him as a player. It is about how do you build a roster while paying him that kind of money. It's a two-parter. Kirk is, Kirk is not a bad player. Kirk is arguably, if someone said, oh, that guy's a top 12, 13 quarterback, who would argue against that? Who would? Would either of you argue against that? Mm, no, I mean, no. Right. I mean, arguments can be made that he's in the top 12. Right. I'm not going to con- consider and, and the converse, How can you still build a team while paying him? That's the conversation for me. Well, well, I mean, hey, like I said, that I guess. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Cliff out here just <laughs> spitting bars. <laughs> no, us with the flow. I just, I just think, no, you just make it's a it's a matter of choice. Are you going to put the quarterback in front of the actual success of the franchise? That's what some fans want to do. Keeping Kirk is solely his performance, but we are not talking about performance. This is not a performance question. If we could pay Kirk what J- Jared Goff makes right now, our team would be a lot better. But we can't. So that's just the reality. Yeah. Yeah. So find me, find me a Kirk that gets paid four or five million a year, and uh, we're good to go. Oh, well, there's, there's a Kirk out yeah, there right now wearing, wearing purple and, and white and gold that Kirk at uh, Cliff. Actually, kind of likes that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm coming around on, on Case Keenum a little bit. The idea of having him here, but um, whoa, 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 we'll, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll hold on to that. We'll hold on to that for the. Uh, you better stop losing my damn mind podcast. Keenum. Stop attaching me to Case Keenum. That's not fair. <laughs> that is Cliff's boy. Now, Case I, Keenum is Cliff's boy. That's I just, boy. I just think it. Look, we had Kirk when he was making not a lot of money. He, fourth round pick money. The yeah. unfortunate thing is that we only got to do that for one year, and he only played well half of that season and people wanted to give him 20 million 18 20 million dollars when no one in their right mind would really pay someone 18 20 million dollars based off six football games paul in hindsight 
if we had signed him to 18, 20, even 20 mil a year, I mean, we would that, at least have a better idea of what's going on in the direction of the franchise because would. We, that would already be sunk cost. No, but would he have now, signed it? Absolutely. And, and the fact yes, of the matter is, it. is no, that when you sign somebody to a contract like that, yes, $18 million was, was a lot of money fifteen in, uh, as of 2015. And yes, you would have been forced to give him that deal. But now we're looking at the percentage of the sailor cap that was in the count against, that would have been a steal for Cousins. I know Cliff is going to disagree with me, but it would have been. It's not that I disagree with you. It's that we have actually never heard what Kirk wanted that year. We never heard it. If you think about everything over the last few years, we've never actually heard what Kirk wants. His dad said he want, we could offer him the most money in the league last summer. He wouldn't have signed it. So what does he want? We don't know. Because I don't think he wants to be. I definitely don't think he wants the beer. I mean, if you remember what he said last week or what the rumor came out last week, uh, I mean, he was terrified that he, we would accept that counteroffer and he'd be stuck here for five years. So if that's the way you want to carry it, honestly, I would rather just have him pack up a shit and go now. If that's you the way you want to carry it. Right. I think, I think it's a great conversation out of retrospect. I think McLuhan said that he wanted to sign Kirk an extension that August which is probably the only time when I think Kirk might have signed it. And we would have got him for really cheap. But then for how long? You know what I'm saying? How long did it last if we gave him $3 million a year? He wouldn't have played for that after a season. He wouldn't have. So we would have still ended up at this point. I don't think the guy wants to be here anyways. And I think it's weird that our fan base is so much backing someone who probably doesn't even want to be. That's because these Kyrgyzstanians are thirsty as hell out here. <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, Paul Williams is not going to be out of here thirsty over a girl that don't want him. But apparently these Kyrgyzstanians want to be. So, And, you know, the funny thing is yesterday we played so terribly. I didn't hear, they were nowhere to be found. With the exception of that one tweet by Grant Paulson. They were nowhere to be found yesterday. By, uh, by Cliff, by uh, uh, Paul's man, Grant Paulson? Hey, yeah. hey, oh. I, I'm going I'm to tell you guys this one more time. Y'all are going to sign me bonus my own podcast. Y'all going to stop doing this to me. I'm tired no, of this the, shit. The funny thing is yesterday, they, they knew there was no defense how bad he was. They nah. had nothing to say. Nah, there, there, was nothing, there was nothing to say. Nothing yeah. to say. So, I almost crashed my car this morning when Kevin Sheehan said, yeah, Kurt played bad. I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> I ain't never heard you talk like this before. He was awful. John Wall boy. He, was, he was not good. No, he, so, he sunk. Uh, I, I just, I think there's like a, a disconnect because I think the, like some of us that don't, that think we need to move on from Kirk, every time you say that, the Kirk people think it's because you don't think he's good. But that's not the conversation. It's not. It's just not. Roster has so many shortcomings. I, he's not good enough to make up for him. I saw Russell Wilson try to single-handedly bring his team back for the freaking Jaguars yesterday because he's that good. Man, the Jaguars' defense is incredible. Whew. Incredible. Full of dogs. Mm-hmm. It's because it's he is that good. Yeah. This guy is just easy. He's good. He's not that good. There's like a difference. Just because you get a max deal, it's like I keep saying, just because you get a max deal doesn't make you a max player. Yeah, Otto Porter makes more than John Wall this year. Right. There's, but there's levels to this. Right. That's just the way it is. 
yeah, well, there's going to be lots of questions in the next six months. I hope you guys are, are ready to hunker in because we're just getting started with this Kirk shit. This shit's gonna, going, it's going to go the long haul once again. It's year three of this shit. Let me ask you, when is it going to end? Like, what? I need, I want a month. What month is this going to end? Um, well, I mean, it depends on what is going to happen. If, April? If you, if you think, because if we draft the quarterback in the first round, then it's Right, over. then he's gone, yeah. If you, right. if you draft somebody in the first round on the last weekend of April or first weekend of May or whatever this is, then that's when this is going to end. I, I mean, honestly, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what Bruce Allen and are thinking? Who knows what Kirk Cousins is thinking? Look, man, they told them they were going to base on the next five games, which, which is, I think tells that, you. Which I don't believe for one second. That's but, but, all, but all I'm saying is, like, right, and he said that, right? Kirk is the one that said that about the front office saying that to him. But the truth is, if they thought Kirk was that good, he'd already have it. He'd already have, it's either one of two things. Either they don't think he's that good, or he doesn't want to be here. Right? Or, or it both. could be both. Or, or both. both. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it being both. I mean, I, there's, a part of me has, has thought this for a long time, and I think I brought this up in previous podcasts, that maybe the fact of the matter is the, the Redskins front office had their eye on this quarterback class for a long time, and they said, we're going to buy our time with Kirk. We're going to give him two straight franchise tags that we know will sign. And then after 2017, we'll sweep him up out of here and we'll get Josh Rosen or something like that. I can't. I cannot believe that that was the plan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, but, but you you act as if this this front office could come up with a diabolical scheme like that. Of course, I can see them doing it because they're idiots. They do shit like this all the time. Well, listen, I got bad news for you, Paul. Idiots are rarely that diabolical. It's part of them being stupid. I will say this. <laughs> It would not be surprising to me if Gruden just wants to have his own quarterback. Because he hasn't. Of course he does. And that is the kind of stuff that does get you fired. The last thing I think Gruden wants is to be fired because of some quarterback he never wanted in the first place. I'm not convinced that Gruden doesn't want Kirk. No, no, but the thing is, Kirk will get him fired. (laughs) If you don't make the playoffs next year and Kirk has all his little nice stats, you're fired. And we know one thing about coaching here. You don't get to coach anywhere else. That's mm-hmm. just the history of being the head coach nah, here. You leave here. It's, it's a wrap. You got fired from Washington? <laughs> is, the last, is the last coach that, that went on to do anything in the league Marty? I mean, who? It's Marty, yeah. Marty? I, I can't even. And that's because we, we did Marty so dirty. We did Marty dirty. Uh, Bro, if we had this podcast in 2001, we started 0-5, and, and then we got to finish 8-8 eight and eight with Tony Banks at quarterback? Right. I'd be like, yo, Marty is coach of the year. <laughs> Crazy? Mm-hmm. Are they bowling with zero on Flemister and shit somehow? <laughs> throwing the <laughs> – And Walter see, the Ramsey, if, just throwing the truth dimes. is, if we get – if Gruden gets to pick his own quarterback, that actually buys Gruden time. Yeah. Yes, if Gruden, you're right. If, if Gruden is in it for self preservation, he should absolutely be. want. He That's should absolutely he. want a first round pick because then that buys you two years minimum, right? Unless you're Jeff Fisher. Listen, but Kirk, he's but, but he's Jeff right. Fisher's terrible. <laughs> and the truth is, if Kirk is back, this it's literally next year. I, I'll put it like this: I don't know if you guys have ever had to hire people. Anytime mm-hmm. you hire, anytime you hire someone. You are essentially saying, I am willing to put my job on the line to hire you. Right. Because if you fuck up bad enough, they will fire me too. It's the ultimate your boy. Right. right. Kirk is 
Kirk is Jay's boy. When it, comes to, is, it comes to his the truth career. is, if they bring Kirk back, whether it's franchise tag or a long-term contract, if you have a season like this one next year, oh, Jay's no one's going to care about any excuses. You're yeah, getting Jay's fired. Gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I think that's one thing we all agree on. If, if so you, you do want, this again next year, you're out of here. So I think the question, and I would ask this to any Kirk fan, would you put your job on the line as the as working HVAC on Kirk Cousins? And they all they all would say yes, of course. If I said Kirk to you, is a top if I said to you, your HVAC boss will fire you if the if our team does not make the playoffs next year, would you sign Kirk? Shoot, <laughs> would fire you next year if your if your team is not in the playoffs or. You get two years to try to be competitive with a rookie. Because the truth is, it's not even trying to be competitive. You can mess around, make the playoffs with another quarterback, and now you are you get a promotion almost. It's true. You only get literally. You could be fired by October next year if you start two and five. You're finished. That is what you're putting yourself. The situation you put yourself in if you bring Cousins back. Yeah, you st- you we get a bad schedule to start the year, and some bad things happen. You lose some fluke games, and we start off like the Giants did this year. You're fired. Mm. You're fired. He's gonna be chilling with Ben McAdoo, right? Fire <laughs> <At> Staples. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I, I sort of feel like I wouldn't put my job on the line to give Kirk Cousins thirty mil. Would you do that? I mean, it's like poker. You always want to give yourself more outs. If you're Gruden and you tie yourself to a different quarterback, you're giving yourself more outs. If you tie yourself to Kirk, you're going all in with a king-queen pre-flop. And, I mean, it's an okay hand. There's a <laughs> lot of hands that beat you. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. And you will best believe Dan Snyder will be firing you. Oh, there's no, and, and furthermore, as much as I love Jay, it, I could completely be like, well, yeah, okay. This right. is what happens. What can I say? I love Jay, but, man, bro, you've been the coach for five years, and we've missed the playoffs four of them. Uh, sorry. Because, I mean, when that's, they, that's because, when, because when Dan Snyder turns to Jay and he says, should I, should I sign Kirk? Do you think we should give Kirk this money? And you say yes? That's it. This is your ass. This is like some, like, Narcos TV show <laughs> Where, like, if this doesn't go well, you too will have to deal with this problem. For sure. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it, week one of 2018, Jay Gruden will be the longest tenured Redskins coach since Gibbs 1.0. Well, going into his fifth mm. season. <laughs> you want to talk about flipping coaches? Right. Shit. Oh, That's crazy. Well, that, I know one thing. You ain't getting your, you're not getting your six with no playoffs. I can guarantee no. you as that. No. I mean, unless, unless you did something, like you went what, – what did the Patriots go, like 11-5 and five one year and didn't make five. the playoffs? Yeah. Like, unless you did something like that, yeah, you're, you're gone with no playoffs. Well, I, fellas, I can't wait. What, what can I say, man? <laughs> it, it's going it's to be a fun little nine months coming up. It's, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Yep. A lot, a lot of shit could happen. But um, if, if one thing's for damn sure is that this team is going to keep it interesting. We, we always know that. They're always good for a couple of yucks. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Uh, th- does everybody get a everybody get an F from Sunday? We got we got anybody that that you want to shout out that was 
Oh, Breland. Breland. Breland ball. Breland played well. <sighs> I, I honestly can't think of anybody else. And, and that's not me just being tongue-in-cheek about it. No, nobody else played well. Ker- I, Kerrigan actually had a decent game. He he got a lot of pressures. Uh, he, he got one holding call. He should have had about three. Uh, he, he played well. Of course he played well. When he, he spent all last Thursday versus the Cowboys getting his ass kicked. Mm. Right. Shows mm. up. This game doesn't even matter. All of a sudden, oh, please. You get an app, too. Glove played well, too. Glove played all right. And then uh, was clapping back at fans on Twitter, which is was one of his uh, staples. So, uh, <laughs> no, that, that's what he does. It, it's him well, and, and Breland. They play it's, well. It's better than his other staple. And then they get clapped back on much. Twitter. <laughs> Clap back or belt back, yeah. whichever, whichever you want. However you I, want it, dog. I saw another clap. I saw the other way it claps back on YouTube. So let's, let's keep it to Twitter. And uh, I think oh, that's where we, we're going to end this podcast. Oh, I think we're going to sign off. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for being with us tonight. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50 Gut Blog and on Facebook, facebook.com backslash 50 Gut. And make sure to follow the podcast on Overcast, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and Apple Podcasts. Like, review, leave five stars. Uh, the podcast is out there. Guys, tell me to find you on Twitter. At Cliff Guaf. That's about it. I'm talking about that little kid right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just out there just reading about that. So if you want to hear about a little bully kid, you know where to find me. At Cliff Guaf. Yeah, we'll say that for the Securing the Bad podcast. I mean, <laughs> you know what? Paul, shut up. Paul, shut the fuck up. No, no. Oh, uh, you can find me at Slim CVA, S L I M C W E V A. I argue about everything, including uh, low kids getting the bag. So, no, <laughs> the whole we, bag. We, the whole bag. <laughs> hey, hey, in the finesse of the century, but I, I saw all say about that. Oh, uh, man. All right, guys. Bye, right, peace. peace.